Welcome to Episode 7 of the Yes Have Some Podcast. We are talking 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, after just a couple months of waiting, the secret sequel, the spiritual successor, the blood relative of Cloverfield is finally in theaters. We've seen it, we've digested it, we've taken it all in, and now we're going to talk about it. Did we love it? Did we hate it? How does it stack up against Cloverfield? And what does it mean for the future of the series? That and a whole lot more on this week's episode, episode 7 of the Yes Have Some Podcast. So, here we go! Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Welcome, everybody. Episode 7, Yes, Have Some Podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, so, Abigail, Jacob, how are we doing? Pretty good. Is this episode 7 already? Yeah. Jesus That's Christ, crazy. what's happening? Speak, that, that is seven. Jesus Christ's number. What? The Lord's number, number 7 in the Bible. Uh-huh. He likes it. Okay. So, Does I think he? that, it's yeah, we've number, got huh? this, we've got, you know, okay. there's... Something good's happening with this episode. Is that good. like his like when he would We've play baseball? Favorite. That was his number. Yes, his lucky number. That's what he <laughs> That's, always plays on a scratch every time, off. Yeah, that that was just the number he would use when he would do some bets, play cards, and shit like that. Powerball. He goes yeah. into a gas station to play like the cash three lottery, and he's like, "Ah, just number seven. They're like, "You have to pick three numbers." He's like, "No, just seven. <laughs> I'm Jesus Christ. I get to just pick one. And it's fine. All right. So we've lost half of our so half listenership. Of- <laughs> ostracized right um okay Got- cool thanks for listening yeah that was thanks fun. for staying with us through that we appreciate you um so what's up how's everybody doing jake what do you got going on this week man man uh you know same old thing work uh nothing nothing exciting um besides you know what we're gonna talk about cool man well i had a birthday yesterday whoa did whoa. you i did like, happy like, birthday happy thank you second. i'm acting like i didn't know that yeah <laughs> I totally knew that. you guys Me are... too. I, that was the fakest surprise whoa. whoa it was great birthday whoa it was amazing guys what did you do Thanks. mostly just went down to the sewers and skateboarded oh man very cool did very you get cool. regular or mentholated Ooh, i love cigarettes no, no um we don't um I uh, had a good birthday. I got a little present. You guys might uh, be a little jealous. Uh, What'd you get? What it is, is a Ghostbusters Lego firehouse. Oh, man. That's I, right. I am jealous. If you guys didn't know, we're bringing in the big bucks down here at the Yes Have Some podcast. <laughs> and uh, We're noteworthy. We're very- that, you know that means big money. It's that, that new and noteworthy money is coming in. <laughs> Uh, I should maybe mention that. Thank you to people who are listening to uh, the show because, um, unbeknownst to us, we were recognized on iTunes as a new and noteworthy podcast. So what? Yes. Yeah. More more acting surprised from you. Two. What? <laughs> Wait. What? Uh, we're new. We're new. They and recognize that we're new. Yeah. Very cool. Um. Yeah. So I put this on uh, Facebook uh, on our Facebook page. Yes, have some podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash yes have some cast. 
Um, it was kind of a thank you. Thank you to people for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for spreading the word, posting about us on Twitter, sending us messages. Uh, the feedback has making been... Making us memes. Make Somebody made us a meme. <laughs> Wait, did they? No, we had some on there. Okay. It wasn't of us. Okay. <laughs> if you want to make us a meme, you can. Um... Maybe not something negative. Yeah, I was going to say, they were all negative. They were all anti-reboot. But thanks anyways, because, I mean, it's feedback. So yeah. we liked it. I liked it made pe- us laugh. People were taking time out of their day to come to our Facebook page and tell us why we're wrong about our opinions. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's always fun. And then respond when we're clearly joking. It's a lot of fun. So, fun. Jake, there was one guy, because, um, you know, Jake is uh, Facebook abstinent. Indominus Rex. <laughs> He's the Indominus Rex of Facebook. He's He's got cuttlefish jeans all over him. (laughs) Guys, I don't even know what Facebook is. I don't know. So there was a guy on... I'm not going to be able to tell the story. (laughs) Let's just skip over that part. I I was literally just going to try to capture that magic again. It's not going to happen. So that's all right. That guy... We'll we'll make fun of that guy next week. All right. He doesn't... Hey, he doesn't deserve... For us to talk yeah, about, yeah, exactly. Doesn't. He doesn't fuck that guy. Fuck yeah, him, exactly. Um. Anyways, all right, cool. So we've had a lot going on. Uh, just wanted to thank everybody who's been checking us out, and uh, yeah, Jake. You, yes. You you called me today and you brought something up, and now this you know we want to talk about uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. We're gonna get there. Uh, we wanted to talk about sequels in general, uh, especially in uh, the genre of uh, action sci-fi. Uh, all the stuff we like, uh, but you you brought something up today that uh, you wanted to talk about first. So why don't you uh, take the take the stage? Yeah, uh, super quick thing on. Uh, so it was brought to my attention today that a Japanese trailer for Ghostbusters popped up, and there's there's no new footage, anything like that. Um, it's just the Japanese trailer. It's it's about forty four seconds long, and. I don't know if like both of you guys have watched it at this point. I'm sure you have. Yeah, uh, we watched it. But it's I think it's like perfectly cut. I feel like it's the trailer that we I feel like it's the teaser that we should have gotten. There's no there's almost no dialogue. It's like all quick cuts, but it's thrown together like in such a good, perfect, like badass way. It works so much better than the trailer we got. Um, and the one thing in particular is something that I brought up before that I, when the first trailer came out, I really wished that instead of having the, uh, the Patty joke at the end, I was like, man, it would be really cool if the last thing in the trailer was, you know, you getting to see them fire the proton packs. I was like, that would be an amazing ending to the trailer. But instead, they throw that scene in the middle of the trailer. But this Japanese trailer does exactly what I wanted. (laughs) They were listening to you, Jake. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the button. They even, like, you get get the title card. You know, you get the, the guy saying Ghostbusters. Also, that title card, like... Ghostbusters in Japanese. If I don't get that on a t-shirt, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm just going to get you a t-shirt that just says Ghostbusters in Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) I just think, yeah, we don't have to talk about it at great length, but I I think that Japanese Ghostbuster trailer is perfect. And I feel like if that's the teaser we would have gotten, people wouldn't be so crazy right now. You know, it, it's just like a, I don't know. It's just better. It's more put together. It's to the point. It, it's it's more effective than what we got. Yeah, 
I uh, I actually agree. I think I've actually <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I think we all have, and I think the the core problem. If we're going to pick apart, I mean, I know we raved about the trailer, and I still really like the U.S. trailer, but really the core problem is they they cut that trailer to play for, like, an audience that doesn't exist. Like, an audience at a movie theater that doesn't really know what Ghostbusters is and definitely doesn't know there's a new one coming out. But just really wants to laugh. <laughs> just wants to have a good... And it garners big laughs. We literally saw that trailer play in the theater over this past weekend. Um, and the Patty Power of Patty Compels You joke, that killed. Like, it garnered more laughs than any other part of that trailer. But yeah, Jake, I agree with you. That Japanese trailer is super tight. It's like little tantalizing morsels uh, that leave you wanting more, like a little appetizer. Um, I think it's really well cut, and I do wish we'd gotten something in kind of that less is more way like the force awakens trailer where it's just like wait what the fuck is that oh my god there's something else happening why is why is this stormtrooper like in the middle of like this sand desert like where is he what's going on why is he freaking out you kind of want to like ask all those questions and have that be provoked rather than just have laughs handed to you maybe and this is not me turning on the trailer in any way shape or form but i guess i can see that point well right i think part of it too is and we've talked about this and we know for a fact that there's a lot of discussion going on at Sony on the proper way to market this movie because it's never really been done before. You've got a major franchise coming back, being rebooted, and it's a sci-fi action comedy. And they made a decision to make that first trailer and bill it as a straightforward comedy. And I think it fell flat for a lot of people. They put whole bits in and whole jokes. And I think they underestimated the fact that a lot of people looking forward to this movie – really they want to see the proton packs they want to see the ghosts they they we know it's going to be funny right we all know ghostbusters is funny but i think uh i think you're right about the japanese trailer i think the the quick hits and the little teases if they would have put that minute trailer out if that's what we would have saw in the super bowl we would be they could have even put out the second trailer subsequently of that we'd be in a completely different mindset about this movie i that's my thought at least that's what I yeah think. i think so too um, anything else on the Japanese trailer before we move on? Uh, no, I think we did we did very well at keeping that short and not two hours long. Sony's a Japanese company, of course they have a good Japanese trailer. You know, imagine there if Cracker Barrel made the Ghostbusters trailer; it'd be it'd be amazing in America. Would it? Let's <laughs> let's examine what I just did there. <laughs> what I did was I brought up Cracker Barrel as an American company juxtapose against uh, Sony, a Japanese company. It makes no sense, mm -mm. and uh, I'm very disappointed at myself. You get to play some games yeah, while that you was wait good. for the trailer and, like, shop yeah. in the store? Yeah, there's a little, uh, you buy a hat. All right. Oh. Uh, that might be going, too. Getting some jams. Yeah, let's get that out of here. <laughs> get that's it out. one of those, that's one of those jams. That's... We're sampling the jams, and we don't like them. I didn't like that one. That must the lid been, on that one. That must have been black cherry jam. Mm -hmm. what happen hey, Craig, it's what happens when you shave your beard, Man of Steel Jam. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, get it back. All right, so here's the thing. 10 Cloverfield Lane. We all saw the movie last week. We're going to talk about it uh, at pretty good length here. We're going to talk about our thoughts, our review, our reactions. Uh, kind of a uh, – there's – I don't know if there's controversy about this movie. I mean, we, we – if you're I think there's a little bit. There's a little bit of controversy. Rumblings and murmurings. So we're going to do a little bit of spoiling here, yeah, too. So movies, movies that only it's been out for, what, about a week at this point. Right. Y'all had your it. time. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, 
Uh, now would be a good time to turn it off. Um, and go see it. And go see it. And then come back and then listen. We'll still be here. We're going to be here. We'll wait. We'll, be we'll wait. Pause. <laughs> uh, guys, so before before we jump right into it, let's let's get everybody's thoughts on the first Cloverfield. Like, what, what did you guys think when you saw uh, the first one? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Well, I can go first. Um, Cloverfield was a movie I was immensely looking forward to uh, before it came out. Obviously, uh, there was a huge viral marketing campaign. I was convinced that it had something to do with Lost um, because mm-hmm. I wanted to believe that there was going to be some sort of Lost tie-in because um, I don't think we've really talked about Lost a lot on the Yes, Have Some podcast, but it's my favorite show of all time. And uh, it was it was going strong at the time, and uh, we knew Bad Robot was involved in J.J. Abrams, but I could go on and on about that. I like Cloverfield a lot. As a matter of fact, I still will testify it is the scariest movie I have ever seen in theaters. Wow. Um, because, personally, it preyed on all of my fears. Uh, the end of the world being one of them. I literally think about the world ending, like catastrophic uh, events unfolding in front of me. Um, separation anxiety. Uh, power going out. Tall buildings. Tunnels. Tunnels. Going up tall buildings. Plane crash. Plane crashes. Helicopter crashes. It in it really preyed on a lot of like my deep seated fears. Um, and I remember watching Cloverfield in theaters and literally shaking the whole time, loving every second of it. Um, and and it's a movie I've revisited multiple times, and uh, I really really enjoy uh, Cloverfield, but especially that first time because uh, if you remember, it was so mysterious. Like there there wasn't a whole lot of information going into it. People said it could be a Godzilla movie. It was uh, an original monster movie. Uh, we knew it was found footage. We knew J.J. Abrams was involved. But, yeah, I love Cloverfield. Jake? Yeah, uh, same, same, dude. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of just monster movies in general. And I remember um, the first time I saw the trailer, which was the, tra- the trailer, the first teaser for Cloverfield was put in front of Transformers which came out, I believe, on July 4th, whatever year it was. And I went to the movie theater on that day, saw it, and could not stop thinking about the trailer I just saw because this was like, Cloverfield was the king of of viral marketing. And that first trailer didn't tell you anything. It didn't have a title. All it had was the date, which was 11808. You didn't know if it was a monster. You had no clue. And that's all I could think about. You know, Transformers was terrible, so that didn't help. But the entire time, I was just thinking about what I just saw. And uh, I fell deep into that viral marketing stuff. It was amazing. And, uh, and you know, you mentioned Lost. There's actually a Dharma logo, like Easter egg, in Cloverfield. Uh, close to the beginning, there's, there's a quick shot of the Dharma logo. Um, but... It, it it sucked me right in, man, with with all the viral marketing, and uh, I was super on board for it, and I just loved it. I love monster movies, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little nervous though because when I saw Transformers, I was thinking about Megan Fox the whole time. Megan Fox. Whoa, <laughs> oh. was that last name assigned to her? 
Oh god. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I'm leaving. Uh guys, I'm jealous of you. Actually, I didn't get to see the trailer in theaters, nor did I actually see Cloverfield in theaters. I don't know what I was doing in 2007, but it wasn't uh what I should have been doing. Um I missed out on seeing that in theaters. Um I saw it pretty recently. I think for the first time was my uh, initial viewing, inaugural viewing. And I was scared as fuck. I was sitting in my living room just shaking and holding my knees watching the uh, the scenes in particular when they're underneath, um, like, in the subway tunnels and that, like, arachnid-type alien, like, the invasion of all those is, is, like, that does prey on all of those, like, primal instinctual fears. And I think that the, uh, the found footage aspect of it is, like, just, it's so well done. It's, like, it's not only tolerable but like really enjoyable to watch which not all found footage films are um and the acting is really great you get sucked into like that little love story in the beginning and then it's like fuck this is a monster movie and it's fucking awesome and it's terrifying and i don't even like tj miller but i thought he was funny in this movie and like i liked that i didn't have to watch him and i just got to hear him be funny (laughs) because i find him kind of annoying right well this was like the first this was my first uh experience with tj miller i i I didn't see him in anything until Cloverfield happened, so I yeah, didn't have I, I didn't I didn't have that built in like annoyance for him. <laughs> yeah, you look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. <laughs> I haven't even seen Deadpool. I have to go see it. I can't but, quote it. Hey, you've seen the trailer. You've seen mm-hmm. it all. I've uh, seen everything. I know everything just from seeing that trailer. Just ooh, kidding. Okay. Well, cool. So yeah, we all love Cloverfield. Um, so. Fast forward, I mean, Jake, you probably would be the one to talk to you about this. There was rumors of a Cloverfield uh, sequel, or there was a desire for a sequel. I mean, that that story opens up tons of possibilities. What Was there ever talk, um, more serious talk, about a sequel over the last, you know, five, six years? Or Yeah, well, I mean, if you watch um, the original Cloverfield, if you watch to the end, like through the credits – there's an audio clip that says it's still alive. It's like after the credits. Um, so there, there, there was immediately talk of a sequel and then it didn't happen. And, you know, JJ Abrams got super famous and moved on to do all these other things that he didn't even direct Cloverfield, but you know, it was his, it was his idea, his, his story and everything. But, there were talks here and there, and then when J.J. Abrams started working on Super 8, people swore up and down that it was going to be like a secret Cloverfield sequel. Yeah, I people thought that. People thought it was going to be a prequel, actually, because, you know, in the trailer for Super 8, you see that something's like trying to get out of the train, but it's right. way smaller. Mm-hmm. People are like, this is a prequel. And... And you know, I I wasn't on that. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be that until I was watching Super 8. The first glimpse you get of the alien in that movie is like a reflection in a puddle. And that reflection, the way you see it, it looked it you know, it's a quick shot, but I was like, "Whoa, that did kind of look like the Cloverfield monster." So there was there was a couple minutes I was in the theater and I was like, "Did he did he seriously just make a secret sequel and get away with it but but you know it wasn't but there was talk here and there and uh they tricked us they just like fucking made a cloverfield sequel kind of yeah kind of so what was it it was um i guess maybe two months ago six weeks ago it was not that long ago it was about two months ago i think um just uh on twitter and all of a sudden it was like 
Cloverfield sequel trailer out and was like, what? Yeah. what? Bam. Um, and so we, we got the trailer, um, and it was obviously way different than what we were expecting. Right. Um, considering it's 2016 and nobody knew. We, we did get a secret sequel. They did it. Uh, it wasn't Super 8. It was uh, in the form of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, right off the bat, it, it became obvious that this is probably not going to be a direct sequel, but we'd have to kind of wait and see. Um, you kind of held out hope when you saw that one scene in the trailer where uh, the female protagonist is like looking up at the the house from outside and there's a huge light coming from above um mary elizabeth winstead is her name as yep. michelle and um that definitely was the scene that like you kept playing back in your head like oh my god what is she looking up at what what is it is it the cloverfield monster exactly so um, yeah they definitely hint you know that there's some sort of monster or some sort of connection in the trailer um there was even once the second trailer came out and craig i think i called you and talked to you about this uh, when the second trailer came out, they there's a roar. There's like a a monster roar at the end of the trailer, and I noticed after watching that trailer like twenty times, I was like, "That's John Goodman's voice. That's not a monster <laughs> roar. That's John Goodman yelling." And they have put some sort of editing on it. You know, they're 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 John messing Goodman with monster. us. Yeah, they're they're messing with us. You know, and. <laughs> You know, we, we, we'd all read things here and there like, hey, this, you know, J.J. Abrams has come out and just straight up said, this movie is not related to Cloverfield. It's not a direct sequel. They, they've said that over and over, but it's hard to believe anything J.J. Abrams says. Right. It's like you don't know whether this movie is straight up going to be a sequel or not until you see it. Right. And yeah, well, I mean, everything he does seems to be shrouded in mystery. It's smart. It's smart. There's pros and cons to it, but I mean, for the most part, uh, JJ Abrams output is really fantastic. So, um, and, uh, yeah, let's just talk about the movie. I mean, we get, the movie comes out, uh, we can say right off the bat, if, if you've seen it, then you know this already. Uh, it is more along the lines of a spiritual sequel or a blood relative or a thematic, uh, you know, anthology cousin cousin. Right. It's not a sequel. This is not Cloverfield two. No, it's just, it's like you just said, it's going to be like an anthology type thing. It's like a way to, it's like a, you got to think of it as like Tales from the Crypt or the Twilight Zone. It's the same kind of weird, creepy things happening under, you know, under the same title, under the Cloverfield title. Right. Well, well, uh, I mean, let's start. So, I mean, um, the, the script, the script existed, uh, Paramount uh, bought a script uh, for uh, uh, a highly regarded spec script called The Cellar. Uh, gave it over to Bad Robot. J.J. Abrams got his greedy little hands on it. And uh, sometime in the production, they went, hey, let's make this a Cloverfield movie. Um, Abby, what's your opinion on that? I mean, like, is it a little fucked up? I don't know. Um, there's definitely, from what I read... J.J. Abrams saw that there were thematic elements like the, um, like, dark humor and, like, uh, like a, I guess the monster wasn't originally in the script, so I can't really say that. But, like, the terror and suspense elements of it and, like, just, uh, the, like, spine-tingling, like, gut-wrenching fear, they, I guess, is, is similar um, in both 10 Cloverfield Lane and the original Cloverfield, so I guess, like... Them seeing that and being like, all right, these things are, are very closely related, so why don't we just make them, like, 
relatives and give them the same last name. I guess that's okay. Um, it it allowed us to see a really cool movie that maybe we wouldn't have gone to see because we were enticed by the Cloverfield, like, in being in the title. So, I guess more power to them. Um, it, it, there are, is a part of you that's like, oh, I wanted a little bit more, or, like, I wanted this to be a little more related. I wanted to see, I, I, because at the end, like, I don't know if we want to go right into the spoilers, but it's, it's not. I mean, I'm a sucker for sequels. When I see something I like, when I see characters I like, or a story that I like, I love to see the continuation. Now, we all know that a lot of the times the sequel doesn't pan out and it doesn't live up to the first one, but you know, damn it. I love to see him try. Um, but we didn't get that this time. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's let we, we could just go through it. We could run through our, our thoughts on the movie. I mean, let's, uh, I don't know. What do we like? Thumbs up stars one to 10. How do you guys like to rate movies? This like, is a yes. Like have some first three thumbs and like two stars and like, the number seven. Okay. You just you just go for a mixture of everything, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm getting all the stickers. That works. <laughs> I, I really liked it, yeah. Um, I mean, I was a little worried when I started reading that it was, a, you know, a pre-existing script and they just kind of bought it and made their own changes to it because I feel like usually that's a bad sign for a movie. Um, but then, like, you know, as soon as those reviews started hitting, everyone was like, this movie's really fucking good. Like, um, like it's doing very well. Um, and you know, I loved it, man. And, and I, and I, and I will agree that like, I kind of was hoping for the Cloverfield monster at some point. It's, it's set up perfectly to where you think you're going to get it and you get something completely different. And I think it, I think it worked like it's, it's completely different. And I think it's part of what, is part part of something that makes sequels good is just being completely different from the original. Um, and I, you know, honestly, I feel like we haven't seen the last of that Cloverfield monster. Like, I feel like he'll pop up maybe in a future, you know, movie. He'll pop but in there. Yeah, he'll he's just going to pop in there. But the I, Him and I Vince loved Vaughn. it. I loved it. This movie was really good. Uh, it was it. It stepped it up, man. It's very tense. It's yeah. it's just very well acted. It, well, let's it's super good. Right. So the movie opens up uh, with um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She is uh, they make it, you know, you, you kind of figure out she's breaking the, up with her boyfriend. She's breaking up. There's a breakup. Um, and it's uh, hard to do. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, you see her. And next thing you know, she's driving down the road and she gets a voicemail or a phone call uh, from her boyfriend, Ben, who we find out in the end credits. That little voice cameo was fucking Bradley Cooper. Rocket Raccoon. Yep. Uh, so Rocket's just breaking hearts. Yeah. Well, you know he's a lady killer. Um, and <laughs> then then the movie kind of starts to unfold. She gets into the car accident. Um, it's and like Jake said, it's extremely tense, and that's where those thematic similarities come into mm-hmm. the original Cloverfield. Parallels. You're thrown into it pretty quickly. It does not take long for this to get started, and next thing you know, she's waking up in the underground bunker and there's John Goodman and you know, he owns this movie to me. This is like John Goodman could get an Oscar nomination for his performance in this mm-hmm. movie. And he could get an Oscar nomination for most movies. The, the John Goodman's like an underrated somehow like American treasure. I'm putting that out there. Natural he treasure, is man. Yeah. He really is. And he is, he's super good in this movie and they do a really good job at making it. You know, for the first, I'd say like the first half, you, it's really hard to figure him out, and it's 
you you go back and forth watching this movie and you think like for sure oh this guy is crazy he's not a good guy but then you start to be like well maybe he's not maybe that's just the circumstances maybe he's okay and then something will happen you'll be like no nope this is a crazy man <laughs> and then the next minute you're like wait is he crazy or is it just what's happening it it's they do a really good job at like making you second guess yourself with this character like he's all over the place um spoilers he's crazy yeah he is crazy he's fucking he's nuts, very y'all. crazy yeah but it's the kind of thing where what the way it all wraps up is that he is crazy but also the circumstances are crazy so the way i compared it it's like uh you've been captured by a serial killer and you're like holy shit this guy's crazy but also an asteroid is hit so you're dealing with that as well right so he it's like he's crazy but he's also kind of right about what's happening (laughs) right yeah exactly it's like having a really good math teacher who also murders people it's like yeah (laughs) he's a great teacher and i've learned a lot but you know he kills people so it's kind of it kind of sucks but his tutoring has really helped me out (laughs) <laughs> but he also kills people. But once again, he's murdering people. Maybe his yeah. daughter? Right. So, well, here's the thing. This is what I, I was actually thinking about it. So uh, his character, it, it's kind of built to where he's kind of one of these doomsday preppers, right? He's been preparing for the end of the world. He's got an underground bunker. It is set up, y'all. It is set up. I'm not going to nice. lie. I kind of like that part of it. You know what it reminds me of is the hatch, uh, Desmond's hatch in um, yep. Lost. Yeah, Absolutely. dude. Like. You get that jukebox on. It's like that that record player, um, like fucking downtown. I don't know what they're playing, but it's like it's so reminiscent of those lost vibes of like how do you occupy your time? Like what records do you have? What books do you have? Like how do you make the kitchen space livable? And it's also your living room. And like it's and and the hydrochloric acid or whatever that fucking acid been in the and where do you put that and like it's it's just great i love the exploring like the idea of like how to spend a large amount of time like secluded underground who are you stuck with it's like that post-apocalyptic thing that people are so into there's a reason like it's it's captivating so right no i agree with everything you just said and uh basically what i was going to say is that you've got a guy who's preparing for the end of the world right he's preparing for that doomsday scenario he's got generators and he's got it all set up in an underground bunker he's got weapons he's completely prepared there's people like this in real life like glenn beck's audience is like this this is what they do they so you think about these people and you you deem them like oh these are crazy people they're spending all their time and money preparing for the end of the world but what happens when the world ends all of a sudden those people don't look so crazy even though I assumed they are crazy, and they probably are because they are. I'm not saying all doomsday. Only the crazy survive. Yeah, maybe it, right. that, that's what it is. Like, this guy was nuts, and as it's unveiled in the movie, he's doing some terrible shit. But maybe that mindset is what made him, you know, be prepared to survive what, what turns out. Here comes the spoiler. It's an alien invasion. Aliens. <laughs> spraying some shit. It's aliens, guys. Everywhere. Yeah, it's aliens, y'all. Um, no monster. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, John Goodman was was absolutely incredible, and 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 to what Jake was saying, I mean, it, it you do kind of go back and forth throughout the throughout the the film, and, and it's a quick movie. It's not, it's got to be less than two hours, maybe like an hour forty five, and and it's every scene, it's like okay, maybe he's lying. Oh, he's not lying. He's protecting them. 
oh, maybe he killed a little girl? Yeah. Maybe that's inconsequential at this time because there's an alien invasion. Uh, let's put all Maybe different... he also abducted that other one because the other girl went missing from school, and that was the girl who had that the shirt with the uh, from France. That yeah, you, I mean, honestly, like he keeps telling you this is his daughter. We don't even know that he's ever had a daughter. By the time you're done with this movie, like you see and two then... different pictures of two different girls, and you know you find out one isn't who he says it is. Who who's to say that that other one wasn't his daughter either? Megan, right? Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and and that and that's the thing. It's not. It's cool, but it's also frustrating. Is we're never gonna know. <laughs> like we can right. theorize it, about it, but we're we're never gonna know really. What 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 you can assume from the movie is that sometime before the alien invasion, um, this guy maybe had an obsession with a, a a young girl who went missing, kidnapped her, kept her in the cellar. Maybe his daughter Megan actually did like pass away of natural causes and then he took this other girl down to recreate some sort of a weird family situation and she tried to escape prior to the alien attack so he is a fucked up dude to begin right. like prior to the abduction of michelle well that's a good thought because it's when when he's with um when he's with uh the main characters with michelle and uh uh emmett right when he's with emmett. them he he's not like hey we're gonna be down here for a couple years you know i'm gonna protect you guys uh, I'm glad you survived. He's like, okay, we're down here. You're my family. Make now. dinner. <laughs> yeah, someone's gonna make dinner. Right? He has these uh, weird rules. He like freaks out over. You know, he's like, don't no touching. He freaks out when she touches his hand. You know, when when she touches Emmett's hand at one point, it's very weird. It is weird, and and uh, I'm glad you brought that up. To me, that dinner scene. Um, where she's attempting to steal the keys to escape, um, that is that is some intense, unbelievable filmmaking right there. Mm-hmm. It's on point, right? It draws you right into it. It reminds me of old Hitchcock movies. Like it's it's like there's so much psychologically going on, and you're so on edge watching that shit go down. Um, I was I was into it from the moment that she was down there when when she woke up shackled with her leg to the pipe like and like the escape of how do you get your phone once you finally get the phone you can't even get a fucking signal and it just gets worse and worse from there and then like the what's going on outside like it it is like a bottle movie and there is so much going on inside your head while you're watching it and i think that's really cool yeah you know this this movie honestly like i feel like i almost feel bad saying this but i feel like this movie is way better than it had any business being like (laughs) when i don't think anybody is ex- was expecting how good of a movie this is because it's billed as a Cloverfield sequel. And that's not saying that Cloverfield's not a good movie. It's just that Cloverfield's a monster movie. And monster movies are great. They're fun. They're, they're, they're my favorite kind of movies to watch. But, you know, people don't go to monster movies to see, like, an award-winning, you know, performance. It's like... <laughs> They're not always, the, you know, like like people will say Pacific Rim is super dumb, but it's enjoyable because it's like a big monster movie. So whenever you get a sequel to Cloverfield, you're like, oh, great. This will be another fun, you know, movie with some creatures in it. But like you go and you get this crazy fucking like extremely well acted mind fuck of a movie where there's all this crazy shit going on and – and you haven't even gotten to the monsters yet. 
Like, there are aliens in this movie at some point, but the main John part Goodman's of this thing is John... Exactly, and he becomes a monster. You know, uh, you know, obviously, like, he gets his face scarred up at some point. Mm-hmm. He literally turns into a monster before mm-hmm. the bigger threat is even unveiled. Yeah, and I... And I, I want to preface this by saying I really did enjoy the movie. And I don't want to be one of these people because I, I talked to some people and I had a couple people go, yeah, I think I would have liked it better if it wasn't related to Cloverfield or if if the ending was different. And I got to say, I, I've been thinking about it for a week and I, it didn't really hit me as much um, coming out of the theater because I was just so full of like my mind was racing. But I really think the last 10 minutes of that movie, once uh, once she escapes the hatch – um, or the uh, uh, once the she hatch. escapes the, the hatch. <laughs> I once so once once Jack and uh, John Locke get down to that hatch. Now um, <laughs> once Michelle, you know she she has her homemade uh, hazmat suit and the gas mask. And once she gets out, and you kind of realize like there's an alien invasion, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Going into it, I'm like, oh, this is a Cloverfield sequel. And then about two minutes into the movie. I'm not thinking that at all. I'm just invested in the story. And then once you start seeing aliens, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be related to Cloverfield. And then instead of focusing on what's going on, I'm going, wait, is this related to Cloverfield? Is that the Cloverfield monster? Am I supposed to be drawing a connection? Is there going to be an after credit scene that makes sense? And the only real real connection was you see the mailbox in front of the farmhouse get knocked over, and it says 10 Cloverfield Lane. And that was kind of like, that kind of felt gimmicky to me. That kind of felt like, well, I don't know. The 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 first movie was called Cloverfield because that I could be wrong, but I think that was the top secret name of the investigation, right? Yeah, I think it was like Project Cloverfield or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. So when I saw the the ten Cloverfield Lane uh, mailbox, the the address, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Now I remember this is supposed Afterthought. to be Cloverfield, and I was like, well. That doesn't really matter to me. I'm invested in her as a character and everything she had to go through to escape and the relationship she formed with Emmett and then John Goodman blowing his head off uh, and then putting him in a vat of acid, um, Doc, or uh, Judge Doom style. Yeah, uh, man. Put him in that dip. Yeah, they had dip in that movie. That's the one thing people <laughs> aren't talking about. Human dip. Human dip. Can, I, can I just put it out there? Is this a spiritual sequel to Roger Rabbit more than Cloverfield? <laughs> What is John Goodman is John Goodman like related to uh, Judge Doom? Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know this about John Goodman's character. I did some back search. Um, I did some research. His brother was killed by a tune. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, his brother was yeah. killed by a tune. Yeah, and, dropped uh, a piano he, on his know. head. <laughs> right. No, I, I I completely get what you're saying, Craig. I, I I completely get what you're saying, and and like I said, I was a little bummed out at first that it wasn't just straight up a Cloverfield sequel. But I I think I think they they took a chance with what they did. You know, they you know he knew if we if we throw the Cloverfield name on it that people were going to be expecting a monster and we're, and you know what? And fuck them. We're not going to give it to them. We're going to make what we want to make. And they did something completely different. And I think it, I think in the long run, it's going to work out. I think 
especially if they make more of these and they turn it into a series of Cloverfield films where, you know, every film's different. It's its own movie, but they just throw in that little, like, you know, part one, it was Project Cloverfield. In this one, the address was Cloverfield. You know, the third one, they're going to throw, you know, something else is going to be named Cloverfield, but it's going to be a different story. And I kind of like that idea. And I think it's, you know, what what's bad about sequels these days is they try to be exactly the same as the first movie or they try to just one up the next film and that's why they fail and that's why most sequels are terrible Sequelite and i think right. yeah i think i think they did a good thing um and I, I think this movie's going to be remembered i think it's going to be a good little twisty thing and people are going to love it whatever jj abrams <laughs> is sitting on his mountain of money he's like making decisions and and he's like cloverfield sequel will trick them and and fuck han solo will kill him and, and he thought of the title for 10 cloverfield lane after star wars yeah Force right Wings after Rats. han solo died on star killer base he's like i think <laughs> oh, this is also gonna be a cloverfield movie this is also cloverfield it's all cloverfield fuck everybody no i love jj Abrams. uh he can do whatever he wants i don't some people get caught up like in the like, oh, he thinks he's so mysterious. Like I don't think J.J. Abrams sits around thinking he's so mysterious. Um, no, I just I think just he think, has a lot of good ideas. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing is with Bad Robot, and like you know, the art of movie making is kind of lost these days, right? Uh, we've talked about it. You know, we see the trailers, we see behind the scenes stuff, and that that's what Force Awakens was such an anomaly, right? Because even though after years of waiting and years of build up, it was still shrouded in mystery, and going into it. We'd seen next to no footage, and it, and it was a real, like, uh, vintage and, like, amazing and kind of a throwback movie-going experience where, like, people are lined up around the block, and everybody you know is talking about it. And, obviously, 10 Cloverfield Lane is on a much different scale than that, but I will say a lot more people are seeing this movie than probably would have if it was just a small, independent release, um, uh, you know, based on the original script. Um one thing that I was think was interesting is the actors involved did not even find out that this was going to be a Cloverfield tie-in until after it was filmed, just before the trailer went out. Is they right. found that out? That's uh, pretty that crazy. Must, that's cra- Like, how do you feel if is you're that an, weird, right? Right, like you're an actor and like you make this movie, and then right before it comes out, like you're telling, "Oh, I made this small movie. It's going to be coming out soon," and then like. The trailer comes out, and you're like, oh, apparently I'm in the sequel to The Godfather. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a big deal. Um, it's not, There's no mafia in it. It's mostly aliens. I, but, gu- uh, I guarantee you whenever, like, they found out they were in the Cloverfield movie, like, I guarantee you, like, John Goodman, like, calls up uh, uh, Elizabeth Winstead, and he's like, hold on. Was there a monster? Did we did, – <laughs> did we – how, did I see Cloverfield? Was there a monster in that? There was no monster in our movie, right? Like, I'm sure they were a little confused about it. Um, what I thought would have been good is it's, she comes out and she kills John Goodman, right? And then instead of aliens, it's just a giant Roseanne bar. And it's actually a thematic sequel to Roseanne. Right. It was like, or it's just like Dan wakes up in the end. It's like, it's like Dan wakes up to Roseanne like yelling at him. <laughs> Uh, that would have been that, amazing. She's got that shirt from France on. She <laughs> yeah. adora, whatever that she's, says. She's drinking a slusho. <laughs> yeah, dude, slusho. There, that was your connection right there. 
at the beginning, when Michelle is at uh, the gas station, there's a slusho sign. And anybody that knows, like, J.J. Abrams throws slusho into everything. That was a big part of the clover, the, the viral marketing for the first Cloverfield. Was, I just uh, wish there was, was a scene of, I wish there was a scene of Kylo Ren uh, just drinking a slusho. Dude, a it's going to be in the sequel. Like, it's, um, it's going to happen. Dude, speaking – okay, I want to talk about this for a minute. Speaking of the viral marketing, so the first Cloverfield had a ton of it. I don't know if you guys followed any of it, but it was like – it is like a weird obsession to get caught up into the viral marketing for these movies. Right. And uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane did the same thing. Not as, not as heavy, but, you know, they only had two months. So uh, – but reading up on it, there's, there's some talk in – 10 Cloverfield Lane, you find out that Howard uh, worked with satellites at some point. And uh, a lot of people know that at, at the very end of the first Cloverfield, um, you know, they, you know, the first movie keeps cutting back and forth with footage that uh, the main two characters had filmed. Uh, at the very end, when they're in amusement park, you see a satellite, you see something. You find oh, out that it's sky. a satellite over the internet, but you, you see something fall out of the sky and hit the ocean. And it's not explained what it is, but the viral marketing explained that that was a satellite that fell out of orbit, orbit fell into the ocean, and that's what woke up the monster. So you find out that Howard worked with satellites, and in the viral marketing you find out that the company he worked for was a company uh, that was contracted the same company from that owned the satellite from the first movie. So there's little tie-ins. Like, uh, yeah, he worked for you know the same company basically. So they 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 try to tie it in that way. But then when you watch the movie, obviously, like it's not related. You know, obviously, like these people would know. You know, it it would be weird to be like, oh. A giant monster attacked five years ago, and now an alien invasion? Right. How crazy. Right, she'd be like, oh, I get it. That's why I'm down in this bunker. It's cool. Like, I remember that happening. Yeah. It's a very loose thread that's, like, weaving the whole thing together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely very interesting, and it's very fun to do that kind of thing. But I just wonder how, like, canon viral marketing stuff is. But, right. Yeah. Right. It, you got to wonder about that stuff. Like, when, when Lost was... was having all their viral marketing and I, I just, I couldn't keep up with it there. Like you said, it was almost like, it was like a job trying to keep up with the different websites. It, it like before the seasons would launch. And I would, my, my thought process was like, well, if this stuff was really that important, it would probably be in the show. So it's a fun kind of like extracurricular thing. But at the end of the day, I don't know, like you said, how Canon that stuff actually is. Right. It's just, I mean, it's basically just, <laughs> we're going to get, get... So many emails like it's canon, it's canon. You better <laughs> I mean, it's, stop. it's basically just to get you excited about the movie and to get you, you know, to go see the movie, which it works very well, especially like when J.J. Abrams does it. Like the viral marketing for Cloverfield was really awesome. Uh, you got you got like glimpses of the the parasites. There was I, I went back and I watched. Some, I've been watching it the last couple of days to get ready for this, and I stumbled upon like a fake news program and it was like 15 minutes long like a complete news program and it looked completely real and it was just all cloverfield 
viral marketing. And I was just like, what the fuck? Who paid for this? Why Why was this made for, like, people just to find, to just come Casually, across right, randomly? Right. It's so um, weird. Yeah, but uh, that that stuff's so fun. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sure all of that's on the uh, – a lot of it's probably on the DVD or the Blu-ray, um, which I have the Blu-ray. I still got to tear into those special features. One thing I wanted to – I wanted to talk about something. Um, there is a thread uh, that, of connection that I feel is there between uh, this movie and uh, The Force Awakens is that we've got a badass lady uh, taking charge oh, yeah. and, and, and fucking shit up and not taking shit from anybody. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I it's not something I... Right, that, without question, without like a butthole loosening process, with her just right from the fucking get go knowing what to do. It's you had to bring awesome. up Jurassic World. I had to bring it up, <laughs> y'all. Sorry, Claire. Oh God, I love your haircut. Um, you've actually been loosening up a little. I bit. really, she's growing on me. Like it's, it's like this weird relationship. I bought so many like Jurassic World T-shirts that I've cut off and little cut off T-shirts, and I've got so many like, I bought you, I bought very recently um some Walmart exclusive um uh, pterodactyls, like a little three set, and I just, I don't know, like I just, I think I'm putting aside my differences, and I'm just like realizing that on a whole, like I have some. Weird weird tie to that movie now like it's a it's a part of me and i'm i'm okay with it and i'm warming up to claire i kind of want to hang out girl what's up <laughs> how are you having some fun with it we, we hey. might we might have some fun i, I think, don't know whoa. 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 what are you guys gonna do i don't know we'll see <laughs> uh, verizon <laughs> right Carlos presents guys I so can't. before before Stop we get off before it derails right <laughs> Before we get off the Cloverfield talk, I got to bring something else up. Uh, semi-related. I mean, it's related to Cloverfield. So we we talk about toys from here and there on this show. And uh, do. I don't know if you guys ever saw, but when Cloverfield came out, Hasbro released like an 18-inch Cloverfield monster figure with like interchangeable heads. It came with 10 different uh, little parasite figures. It came with the severed head of the Statue of Liberty. Super amazing figure. Mm. And uh, I never bought it. I passed on it. I don't know why. I was being dumb. I didn't buy it. And I checked eBay, I don't know, yesterday for it. And uh, I loose, it was 200 bucks. Still in the box, it was like $500. And I you got to get that like- kidney. Man, I feel like one day it's going to be one of those like finds. I'm just going to find it loose at a flea market or something. I don't know, probably not because it wasn't in stores, you know, it was just like a exclusive online thing, but it's a super good-looking figure and I wish I owned it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It does look really good. It looks really good and you know what? It was also kind of your only clear look at the monster. Uh you had to like get online and find artist renditions and then the toy release and you're like oh okay the those aren't arms you know the second the second uh pair of arms you didn't really know what those were you don't see them very well in the movie you have to see the toy to kind of figure out what's going on right yeah it's funny you say that because i'm looking at a picture of the toy right now and i'm going is that the cloverfield monster are are you sure (laughs) it looks like prometheus wait Um, it looks like the movie prometheus yeah, it's it... better than the movie Prometheus. 
Yeah. It looks like a two-hour waste of time. Whoa. Um, wait a minute. Okay. What about? Wait a minute. I like Prometheus. I like some yeah, of it. Me too. I like the space abortion. Guys, that's a perfect segue into talking about sequels. Okay. Yeah. It's perfect because it's Prometheus perfect. is like the fifth sequel kind of to an, to aliens. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a prequel, it, right? It's a prequel. It's some it's in the Yeah, at the very the, end they're like, "Hey, it's the alien." It's something kind of like mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right? It's that sort movie, of That movie so confusing. Mhm. I've only it's seen like, Prometheus one time. I saw it twice I back it's... like I saw it two days in a row in the movie theater. The first time I saw it, I was like, "This movie was amazing. I loved it." I was like, "This movie's so good." And then I went the next day, and uh, and I was like, "Oh wait, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense." And then I started like researching it and reading like uh, all the stuff came out about what the script originally was and how the script originally had more alien stuff in it. And then I was like, "Wait, that sounded way better. What happened?" And then I got to a point where I didn't like the movie. But then I kept researching it, and then I was like, wait, I am spending so much of my life <laughs> thinking about this movie. That means it can't be terrible. Like, it must be kind right. of good. That's and now own I merit. Kinda, and now I kind of like it again. It's got weird monsters in it. It's it's a movie. So, we have weird I don't know. relationships with movies. Jake, we are you do. A, Jake, <laughs> let me ask you this, and I'm being dead serious. And, you know, the, the world's listening. So be honest. Okay. Are you in an abusive relationship with Prometheus? <laughs> it's Tell like us some... what Prometheus did to you. God, it's like sometimes I feel like I need to call somebody and talk to somebody just about Prometheus. <laughs> I just need to pick up a phone and get help. But I'm, but I'm scared that if I do that, like a giant fucking face hugger will hurt me. Oh, will hurt you or you Impregnate. fell down the stairs? <laughs> I fell down the stairs. Yeah, you know, well, I probably deserved it, you know. I probably said something I, sh- I probably said something I shouldn't have. And... You're reading too much. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent positive it's my fault they're getting divorced. <laughs> All right, so let's chalk this one up to a little bit of uh, I don't know what's going on at this point. Um, yeah. Jake, I, I agree. Prometheus, I'll probably revisit it, uh, especially with the sequel. Um, this is what I love about the sequel to Prometheus, even though it's like whatever, the sixth Alien movie. The sequel to Prometheus is now called Alien Covenant. <laughs> so oh. um, they're, they're definitely going to be, I guess, going back in hard into the, into the world of Alien. Well, there were some problems with the – you know, with the first movie when uh... – when it was written, it was straight up written as an alien film. It had aliens in it. It had face huggers in it. It had all of that. And then uh, Damon, I always fuck his last name up. Lind- Lindelof, Damon mm-hmm. Lindelof, yep. dude yep. from Lost came in, and he was like, "Oh no, you should take this stuff out. It should be more like this." And so they they took his advice. They made that movie. A lot of people didn't like it, and then. And then he took off, you know, he was like, oh, I'm not going to be working on any more of these movies. So really Scott was like, oh, cool. Now I'm left here. I, he trusted in Lindelof, took his ideas and was like, cool, this is the movie we're going to make. And then Lindelof took off and he's like, well, wait, what's part two supposed to be? Like he was the guy with those ideas and he left the project. So Ridley Scott had to, you know, this movie the sequel to Prometheus almost didn't get made because they couldn't figure out where to go with it. They couldn't figure out what to do. And finally, really Scott's like, 
fuck this. I'm going to just make it how I wanted to make it. And I'm going to put the aliens back in it. And it's going to be a fucking alien movie like it was going to be mm. in the first place. So right. the new movie, you know, they scrapped the Prometheus title or, you know, Prometheus Aliens Covenant, whatever. It's going to be an alien film. And I think it's probably going to be awesome because it's Ridley Scott, man. Like, I liked Prometheus. Think of how much better it would have been if it just would have fucking had aliens in it. Right. And it's interesting. The development's been crazy because um, before the Prometheus sequel was confirmed, um, Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp, however you say his name, the guy who directed District 9 and uh, Chappie. Right. He was developing uh, a true fifth alien movie with Sigourney Weaver. And since they're full on production on Alien Covenant now, that's been put on the back burner. Right, which will probably not happen. You know, honestly, if you think about it, like, how long would it be before that movie would be able to pick production back up? It's probably just not even going to happen at this point. Right. Yeah, and and it sucks because I I would like to see Sigourney Weaver back in that role. Yeah, Um, for sure. Like, I mean, I don't know how you would do it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you would explain it. She's died twice. I don't, I, I don't know, but. I mean, would it still be a clone? Who knows? What, do you just pretend that three never happened? It's just Jonesy. I, honestly, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> hey, get Lindelof back on the case. He'll fix it. Call him up. He'll he'll he knows what to do. He's he's. But they're a, all in purgatory. Yeah, he's in Tomorrow World. <laughs> they've been dead the whole time. Yeah, they've from the beginning. It's hell, actually. Oh. Uh, uh, well, let's put Lost on. Yeah, let's watch some laws. Um, Season six. So yeah, Alien. Alien's an interesting series, and it's what the probably in in the general uh, scope of sequels, Aliens is highly regarded is one of the best sequels of all time. Many people considering it to be the better film um, between Alien and Aliens. I personally enjoy the first one more. Um, it, that it's just it really it's kind of that thing it also taps into some of my deep fears of like isolation um and alien is just beautiful that movie's mm. it, it, the aliens is james cameron it's everything that james cameron is and james Cram- cameron's a great director and he's made some phenomenal films that i love uh but for my money not that anybody's betting or taking my uh i don't know what i'm, I'm saying. taking your money somebody take my money and listen to me i like alien more than aliens there i said I, it i i agree i think I, I enjoy Alien more as well, but uh, but yeah, Aliens is is good, and you know it's probably as good as Alien. But it's uh, just like I was talking about earlier. They took the first movie and instead of trying to make the exact same thing. They shifted tones. It's like you know, Aliens way more of like a horror film. Aliens is way more of like an action film. They took it in a different direction, and it worked. And 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 it. it and everyone loves it. I mean, it's those two movies are the best out of what? How many are there at this point? Five. There's five of them. Well, there's four alien movies. Two four alien aliens. Predators. Oh my god! I didn't even count the Alien versus and Predator a Prometheus. <laughs> and one Prometheus. And a fan it's... film that I made called Alien vs. Mailman. See what happens is the mailman comes over. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it, that never happened. I watched um, that movie. Jumping backwards, I think people are going to get used to the the chaotic nature of the Yes I Have Some podcast. Um, but right now, jumping backwards, you talk about the difference of you know Alien being more like a horror movie and Aliens being more of like a sci-fi or action film. Look at Cloverfield. The first one is a straight-up found footage monster movie, right? Right. 10 Cloverfield Lane is like a psychological thriller. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I do sure. like the idea of of two movies being in the same universe or tied together, but almost kind of playing with different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mentioned James Cameron, and I, I think I and you know we'll 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 go more in depth on on the Terminator series at some point because oh, uh, yeah. there's so much to say. Because it's easy money. Because it's <laughs> <laughs> for what it's worth, Terminator Two is one of my all time favorite movies. And I think it is far superior Much. to the first Terminator. Uh, yeah, it is. I would I would even go to say that it's the only true great Terminator movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amen, out of, sister. Out of five films. Sorry, so, Jai Courtney. Yeah, Terminator Two is definitely the best in that series. It's a very good film. Well, Terminator Two is one of those movies that it it just it means a lot to a lot of people. It hit at the right time when, and it's one of those early '90s movies like Jurassic Park, where like the special effects like still hold up for some reason, and like, and it's just it it's it's the so well written. It's well written. So it's well directed. It's it's Arnold at the top of his game. Lyndall Hamilton is a fucking beast God in that movie. Damn it! And uh, Edward Furlong was. Uh, Cute as fuck. I wasn't going to say it. Let's all just say it. He's not anymore. He bailed on us at Dragon Con one year. We went to see him. But you know what? I I love him. I want his fucking, his motorcycle, that Honda. I've looked it up. It's like $1,900, which isn't even that much. But I definitely don't have that much money. Dude, just trade your car in, man. Just trade your car in and just do it. Fuck the weather. You're young. You're young. I'm so young. You're but, right. But I'm just Jake, gonna rob ATMs. <laughs> he wasn't robbing. He was gaming the system. He learned it from his mom. His, his mom taught him. Um, but I mean, you said that's probably the only good Terminator film. So ignoring uh, three, Salvation and Genesis, uh, I'm gonna start. By the way, when I count from now on, when I count to five, it's gonna go one, two, Rise of the Machines, Salvation, <laughs> Genesis, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Um, no, no, no. But but you know just. Ignoring the other ones, just focusing on one and two, I enjoy the first Terminator. It's super 80s. It's super of its time. And you just kind of the, – the music is – you know, it's 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 not Terminator 2. But I, I enjoy it for what it is. And obviously it it was, you know, what really put Arnold on the map. Um, but but what, is, what is it about the second movie that, that just – is there anything tangible besides all the obvious stuff that makes it such a better film? I don't know, man. It's just it's just got so much more going for it. It's a little it's more exciting to me. Uh, I think having that T one thousand in there is really cool. There's a lot of really good special effects due to the T one thousand. It's just I don't know, man. It, it's it's more of a different tone, you know. It's you got the kid uh, for for Arnold to play off of instead of just you know lumbering. You know, in in the first Terminator movie, he's just lumbering towards Sarah Connor for an hour <laughs> and a half. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. There's no, there's, it's, it's a good movie and it, and it's, you know, a good little action movie, but there's no like fun to it. Terminator two is super fun. And you know what? There is one other good Terminator movie and it's the fucking thing that they play before the ride at Universal Studios. Yes. Oh, so you're talking about <laughs> yes the Skynet uh, takeover from uh, Sarah Connor and John Connor. Oh yeah. We're not talking preteen John Connor. This is full teenage John Connor. Yeah. It's it's good. It's very weird. weird. But good. <laughs> There's a lot of versions of John Connor. We've seen him 
as an 11 year old we've seen him as christian bale we've even seen him as um the guy from rise of the planet of the apes or Dawn of the planet of the apes um, yeah whatever yeah but you one. haven't experienced john connor's until you see like that 14 year old trying to grow in that mustache that wispy stash um <laughs> yeah terminator no, 2 fun, yeah Terminator 2 is awesome. It's a very blue movie, as most of James Cameron's movies are. There's like a blue tint to the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, special effects are great. Robert Patrick is a T-1000. That was He was terrifying. Like, I was legitimately, like, that's actually something interesting. They That character, the character of the T-1000, it's almost played like a slasher, like a, like a, a horror movie. Like, yeah. he's stalking them. But he doesn't have a gun. That's usually the separation, right? It's like if they have a gun, it's scary. But if they're chasing you with a knife or a stabbing weapon, uh, it's very scary. And I remember seeing Terminator 2 in theaters. My dad took me and my younger brother in 1991. I was seven. My brother was four years old. And the scene where the T-1000 is impersonating John Connor's foster mother – Oh yeah, and he just and he sticks the uh, Mm -hmm. his arm uh, as a as a blade through through the foster father's uh, mouth and the milk. Uh, That was traumatizing. Yeah, it's still like really scary when I watch it. Yeah, it was good. Um, But I do like when Arnold hangs up the phone there and he's like, "Your foster parents are dead," and John Connor's (laughs) like, "Oh, okay, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. That's That's fine." I love John Connor. I need your clothes, your boots. And your motorcycle. <laughs> we, we talked about how this was going to be a sequel episode, and just like usual, we 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 couldn't even touch on half of the things that we wanted to. We talk better about. talk about Batman Returns real quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick nod. I don't, I don't know how much. I mean, I'm I'm good to keep going. I don't know how much time we got, how long we've been recording, but I'm I'm definitely good to talk about Batman. I mean, let's let go for it. Let's talk about Batman Returns. It's a sequel. It's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, through. for sure. Do it, Abby. No, oh, that's it. I mean, it's not oh, that's my favorite. It. Oh, cool. That's it. That's all there is. Uh, no, it's it's. <laughs> I, I like Batman Forever, guys. That's my Batman. Val Kilmer is my Batman. I will go on record saying it. I know people will make fun of me, and I don't care because I uh, fucking love that movie. Um, and that is over the top, and that probably speaks to like why I like over the top. Like, well, let's just put some more in there, kind of sequels. Um, I I enjoy it. I like to hear that there's more and that that it's gonna be over the top. Um, I like that sequels are often like representative of the time. Um, and like what's popular in other movies, and and I guess Batman Returns. Okay, it's just not. It's not my favorite. Um, I don't love the penguin. I don't love Catwoman. I definitely don't like the scenes where the penguin's eating raw salmon. I find that to be like super gross, <laughs> and it's like kind of a turn off for me. Um, but Did you say turn on? Tur- it's like kind of a turn on. <laughs> Get a little raw salmon. Abby, I uh, actually no- really love the penguin. You really love him? I do. Go- I, I, defend- I really like. Tell Batman me about Re- it. I really like Batman Returns. I I don't care for Catwoman, but I really love Danny DeVito's The Penguin. Uh, and I will watch that movie just for him over and over. I, he's really entertaining, and he is gross, but he's the penguin. I feel like he's supposed to be gross. Yeah. Um, I want to say something. I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in that movie. Hey, um, well, somebody's got to, so. Yeah. Um, well, here's I, – I love – I mean, I'm a Batman fan. I love every Batman movie. I can find good in all of them, including Batman and Robin. It's hard, but I can find some good in that movie. Um very little 
Actually, there's none. There's none. Don't listen to me. Um, and I like Batman Forever um, a lot. Batman 89 being my favorite, but we're talking about sequels. Batman Returns, it, it, when I was a kid, it was kind of like, I, I felt like I didn't like it, but I was supposed to like it. But as I grew up a little bit, I realized it's not my favorite. It's I, I'm glad Tim Burton got the chance to do a sequel. And it looks like, and he basically did what he wanted with it. It's um, I, I like a lot of the visuals. I like the winter setting. I like the uh, the Penguins gang, um, and I like Catwoman. I like Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. She's hot. What am I gonna say? She looks great. She's I like her interactions with Michael Keaton. Um, Michael Keaton's a badass. He can play Batman in anything, and it's gonna be pretty good. But to me, there was so much that was iconic about that first '89 Batman including Jack Nicholson and even like Bob the goon and uh, Jack Palance. Like there was just so much about the first it Batman. It was lighter and funnier right. too. Returns was extremely heavy and dark. It Well, Returns is dark, but it's not dark in the way where it's like, oh, it's dark and violent. It was like dark, like I'm trapped in like a weird Tim Burton Gothic acid dream. dream. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I, I want to talk about one other movie before we, we get done here. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, sequels. We're 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 missing the greatest sequel of all time, and that's Jaws three. I'm just kidding. Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa! Before you say it, before you say it, <laughs> I was gonna start singing the Gremlins two music because that's what I thought well, you were gonna fuck, go with. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys aren't talking about American Pie two? Oh, <laughs> that pie is fresh. First of all, Abby, I do believe that Gremlins two is superior to Gremlins one. It's that's I like that one better, but I do want to talk about since we're it kind of touches on what we were talking about earlier about how uh, when we were talking about Aliens and Cloverfield, about the first movie, you know, maybe being a specific genre of film and then the second movie kind of going in a completely different direction. So probably my favorite horror movie of all time is The Exorcist. It's amazing. It's such a good movie. Um, two's pretty bad. But have you guys watched The Exorcist 3? I saw The Exorcist 3 like 20 years ago, so yeah. my opinion doesn't count and it's, is irrelevant. Okay, so Exorcist 3, to me, is probably one of the best sequels ever. It's super good. It takes a, 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 a different turn. Uh, the, the main character in Part 3 is the detective from Part 1. And he's you know investigating the string of really weird murders. Um Half of the movie seems to not be related to The Exorcist other than it's that same character. But then you find out that uh, that Father Karras, who supposedly died in the first movie, didn't die. So the demon is still inside of him. And the demon is like, you know, jumping out of his body at night and committing these crimes and it doesn't sound as good when I say it, but the movie is super well. The movie, <laughs> this is after he fell weird. out of the window. It sounds weird when I say that, but Jake, the movie like... is super well done. It's super <laughs> good. You need uh, to call that hotline. What's that? I said you need to call that hotline. You like... Yeah. Am I having another one? No. I'm serious. I'm serious. You, guys, you, you guys should watch it. We're gonna watch it. Oh god. Yeah, you guys no, watch yeah. it. Very good. I, I, I need to revisit Exorcist. I need I want to revisit all those movies. I mean, I, I watched Exorcist within the last year, and that movie is incredible. And they're actually just announced um, a TV series 
with Gina Davis uh, on The Exorcist. So uh, right. I don't think it's in the same universe as A League of Their Own, but that's what I want to see. No, it'd be, okay. it'd be good. They need to exercise them. Them girls can't be playing baseball. They, they should know better. <laughs> <laughs> um, they need an exorcism. I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel so much yummier. Sequels are often very terrible. Uh, we didn't even really talk about like what makes you know, for a disaster sequel, but, uh, you get disasters more often than you get gems and, you know, alien aliens the and 10 Cloverfield lanes. So, but they're fun, whatever. Fuck it. Sequels make money. Let's make more sequels. Ab, final I don't thoughts. mind them. I like over the top. I like, um, that key and peel sketch, the sequel doctor. I like the idea of someone coming in and being like, well, why not just fucking add more shit to it? It'll, it's going to be better. Um, I don't mind that. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I really enjoyed watching, um, a female protagonist tackle a role like that and be bringing that much to the plate. And, um, it was extremely exciting and fulfilling and engaging for me to watch that. Um, and, Overall, it was it was a really fun experience. Um, I I hope there's more Cloverfield movies that are in that vein. I like that it's kind of loosely tied together, sort of like the Twilight Zone. I'm a big Twilight Zone fan, so I'm totally down for that. Terminator 2 kicks so much ass. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Gremlins 2, I want to hit that more, and I want to talk more. I want to hit it, y'all. Um, I want to get on Ghostbusters 2 some more, too. So let's definitely... Let's, let's get on to that and let's make it a whole episode soon. I think it deserves it. Cool. Uh, my final thought is that I like 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I don't think I loved the last 15 minutes of it. That's my big thought. What do you guys think? They. I mean, that's your thought, man. Everybody's entitled to their thoughts. <laughs> get the vat of acid. We're getting the dip out. Everybody's no, I, entitled to their thought, man. It, 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 you, man. I, I see where you're coming from, dude. I see it. But I love cool. it. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for everybody checking out uh, episode 7 of the S Have Some podcast. Uh, don't forget, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe. If you could, leave us a five-star rating. That helps us more than you know. Don't forget, facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. And also Twitter, at YHSpodcast. For Jacob Walsh, Abigail Gardner, I am Craig Goldberg saying, ladies and gentlemen, if you go see 10 Cloverfield Lane, tell them I say you'll get a discount. It's not true. It's That's not, not true. true. Don't do that. Don't do that. Who are you going to tell? Like the, the, pers- the $8 an hour person telling your ticket. Hey, the yes have some podcast set us. All right. That's oh, all that- I got. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.